You're listening to the Collab Talk podcast, episode 10 of the MVP Buzz Chat series. In this episode, I'm talking with Office Apps and Services MVP, Hal Hostetler. Hey, this is Christian Buckley with Collab Talk, and I'm here with Hal, and we're getting ready to have a conversation, talk tech, which is always exciting, but Hal, why don't you uh, introduce yourself? Okay, fine, Christian. My name's Hal Hostetler. Uh, I live in Tucson, Arizona. I am a Microsoft MVP and have been in the program for 22 years, which makes me one of the really old, long-haired, gray-beard <laughs> dorts, as you can tell. I think somebody, they, they announced while we were at summits, I think somebody just got their 25th or something. I know they... I. I kind of caught part of the announcement there yeah there are a couple that are out there older than me uh, one uh, john mcgee he's a uh, offer service and server actually he's outlook okay. and uh, he's been i think 24 25 years now yeah wow transmedia someplace down under but, yeah, I, you know, honestly i didn't realize the program was running that long but that's pretty incredible yeah i got into it in about the, the second or third year um 1996 Back then, there was no answers or any of those forums. It was uh, yeah. Usenet news groups, and I got in there looking for answers for a question, and I wound up answering questions because I saw a bunch of them I knew answers to, and one thing led to another. MVP, here we come. Twenty-two yeah. years later, we're still going. That's great. And what was and so has how how much is the your the MVP your focus area changed? I know that it's shifted around because I started as a SharePoint. I became an Office three sixty five, and then they kind of consolidated and created the Office server and services. Um, to kind of encompass, I think it has Exchange, Outlook, um, Yammer, SharePoint, Office 365, and okay. a few other things. Yeah, that, That's where we're going, by the way, nevertheless. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the program has changed remarkably. Back when I got into it, there were only about 200 worldwide, most everybody wow. in the United States. Uh, back then, it was started off as Windows 98. Uh, I was the designation then was Peropsis or Personal Operating Systems. That led to Desktop Systems, DTS, mm -hmm. which led to Windows Experience, which led to a thing called Printing and Imaging because me and uh, one or two of the other folks were good with the Microsoft Fax uh, system that's built into Windows. Yep. And so we had questions on that and so forth, which led back to Windows Experience again, which led to Outlook, and that's where I am now. Wow. I I've been with Outlook the whole time, though, because that's actually what got me involved with it. I had questions about the old Windows 98 Exchange client. We were trying to make that work, and yeah. uh, that's how it happened. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot that that's happened. Again, I'm you know from the I got you know into the Microsoft ecosystem back in really officially 2005 when I uh, uh, did a deployment of a collaboration platform, and I used Microsoft products for many years, of course, but. Mm -hmm. um, I had been working with IBM technology and with rational software and, and a bunch of other things. Um, and, but I went and did a deployment of SharePoint and kind of uh, saw the, the vision, caught the vision of what SharePoint could be, got involved. What's interesting is I've talked to people, good friends that have been in the community since the start, since 99, 2000, that, that were at Microsoft as well. A lot of them started the exact same way. They went looking for answers to questions that they had, couldn't find them, and so just 
their personalities were such that they just like, well, we've got to go and solve this. Someone has to know the answer and just started drilling in and then kind of documented that, blogged about it, wrote about it, shared that out there. And then people would come back and start posting questions to them. And it just grew and grew and grew to where they became this, this expert. And, you know, honestly, it's the, the things, there's so many different things now. I mean, um, there's, no one can be an expert on all aspects of any single oh, product. Um, there are so many opportunities for people just to jump in and to learn in depth about things and share that knowledge and become experts. Yeah, and there's new stuff being created all the time, which is, you know, the candy store doors never close. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah. What, really funny too. I mean, so you're, you're so your focus around an outlook and exchange that side of things. Um, yeah. You, you know, and there's a, I thought email was supposed to die like several years ago. What happened? Fax was supposed to die too. Yeah. That that yeah. <laughs> and there's, there was somebody, I just, there was like a week ago, somebody was like, I need to fax something. And they're like, you're kidding me. Why does, who's asking for a fax? And, and uh, my response you know, is like. Your doctor, your lawyer, any government agency, anything right. in the world that you do that involves anything official, you need a fax. Right. And it's, and I think to your point is that there's the, just the built in, I've, I've gone down and I've used it. Um, and I've, and it you know, works really well. Right. Yep. So, so I mean, besides, you know, being so passionate about faxing technology, which is, which is great. Uh, there's a separate conversation I would tell you about a service that I ran in my first tech company, um, almost 30 years ago, uh, was a product or a service called broker fax. And that's uh -huh. what we did. We set up automated faxes that would go out. We had uh, that tapped into our Paradox database system and then auto sent out and dialed out on all these lines mm -hmm. and, and sent people nightly updates and they paid for that service. It was kind of a, uh, a very, very innovative thing for 1991, 1992. Indeed. Yeah. Well, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, again, faxing is so exciting, but uh, mm -hmm. What else no. is, of, uh, uh, is of interest? Like, what are you passionate about right now? Right now, the latest thing that has come out that I'm really stuck on is Microsoft Teams. Um, that, um, I work for a, uh, an outfit called Roland Schurin Tower. Um, it's a uh, consulting firm, IT, um, a Microsoft partner, actually. And um, we've, uh, we have monthly meetings. And uh, to date, that monthly meeting consists of, first of all, Skype, for we can, so we can, we can talk back and forth. Then we've got Slack opened up so that we can chat back and forth and uh, look at various and sub. There's an operations and a general and, a, and a, an emergency group in Slack. And so we refer back and forth to those. Plus, we've got a OneNote page open with the meeting agenda. And so there's like three or four different windows all going at the same time just to have one meeting. Along comes Microsoft Teams, and guess what? You can do all of that inside Teams, one window. My goodness, that is just, uh, I'm, I'm quite beyond myself. And so I've been pushing the guys that with the rest of the, the rest of the folks with the company, hey, we need to get into this. Uh, I got them to give me permissions on the, on the tenant, so I went in and got it all set up, and we're, we're moving from Slack and all those other things in Teams, and it just, it solves so many problems. And, and they're, they're adding new features to it every day. You can add Trello, for example, to it. Okay. Uh, OneNote, I can bring that uh, our meeting agenda up right in the main window. Um, 
I'm hoping that they've got some other things like Autotask, which is one of the uh, things that we use for um, uh, tracking service and so forth. That one isn't available yet, but but like I say, new things are being added to it every day. New connectors, connection. It's just it's just a thing of beauty. Right. I mean, if you're using a tool or service that is not yet supported natively or integrated in fully, it doesn't matter if it's web-based, you could just go at it as a tab and have it in the relevant channel and be using that, uh, you know, within that, that team, within that project, however you set up your, your channel. So uh, it, yeah. it, 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 as, as far as adding context to a project or, uh, you know, I, I look, I, I launched my company January last year, day one, we have been a team's shop and uh, you know, look, we use Yammer, we use SharePoint, we use OneDrive, we use, I mean, at OneNote, I live inside of OneNote every day. Yeah, um, pretty much do that too. But you know, with all of those things, plus third-party tools. So I don't use Planner, I use Trello with uh, some outside groups. A nonprofit I'm involved with. I use um, Canva, which is a, a a vendor. It's actually installed on SharePoint, but again, they have their connector and their bot. Um, but I, just having that available on the, the the tab, it just makes it really easy to go and do that. If I need to collaborate with somebody outside of the organization through this third-party service, I can still do that straight to the browser. But more and more, I find myself just putting everything that's relevant to a client or a project within those tabs within a team. And so I just go to one it's place. I find everything I can. One click away. Right. It's a thing of beauty. It's a thing yeah. of beauty. It's, it's, there's, um, uh, there's some rough spots uh, still. Well, yeah. um, but like any newer, newer project, a product, I've actually got a blog post that's going out pretty quick um, about an experience that I have with multi-tenant movement. And mm -hmm. I realize that's not a, 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 an issue that affects a lot of people. You have your company, your login, you're fine. And then most people would then, if you're working with another group, it's a guest access to another network. Well, I actually have three separate logins, emails, passwords, all different for three separate tenants. And there's no mm -hmm. way to easily move between those things. Yeah. And I think I've actually bro broken teams. So. Yeah, well, no, it hasn't been broken, I don't think. But, but yeah, that's one of the things that I uh, that I've I brought up to them when uh, we were discussing that uh, uh, at the summit. Uh, they had some sessions on that, and I I brought that up. That's one of the things that they're certainly looking into because, uh, as it stands right now, I'm involved with a three or four different teams. There's the one that uh, Collab 365 has put out. That's you yep. guys. Yep, I'm uh, on that as well as a guest. Really cool. I am so glad that you did that because it is a, a horrendously valuable learning tool for people to get in and practice and play and ask their questions and get answers. And of course, then Microsoft has kind of picked up on that also. They've got a their own separate team. There's one on Azure Backup. Uh, they've just created a new one, a uh, team on Teams itself that I've just gotten involved with, uh, which there are now a couple, two, three hundred MVPs involved with that, and that's that's going strong, and more people are getting on their daily. And the problem you can have with that is, okay, you've got three, four of them. How do you keep track of everything? And there's and, well, and the other question too is, uh, you know, in those scenarios that you just brought up, if you're talking about because I I know that. Different groups are trying this out. And the Collab 365 guys, uh, Mark and, and team, are, are doing some experiments with that to see how that works. 
my argument would be whenever I've got um, you know multiple companies involved that it's a kind of a bigger community effort, I use external facing groups in Yammer because it's better, in my mind, it's better suited for that broad, not sure how much we need to go in occasionally, I'm following some threads and conversations. I think mm -hmm. of teams as more of the specific working group, the people that you need to have together to close this ticket, to work on this project, to work on mm -hmm. this event. Um, I mean, so what, what do you, where do you see that separation between those two? Um, well, that's kind of an interesting point. Um, I'm actually looking at it more like the standpoint of, okay, let's get all that moved into teams. Um, um, we've got, for example, the Yammer group for the organization I work for. And it, uh, since we've started using teams, we really don't use that so much. Um, it's just, the the thing that the reason the thing that you can't get more than one window going if you're doing several teams um, that's one thing that I hope that they, they work on quickly to get that straightened out there are, you can you can open one up in in the desktop and another one up in a browser and so you get you can get two windows going but yeah but again a lot of that stuff with the external facing that can just so easily be brought in so that you have a tab for them and you just start moving tabs not not Right. Jumping all over the place with different applications and, and different groups and, and that yep. sort of stuff. Not a tab for Yeah, and, exactly. So that's where, that's why I'm all excited about it because it just, you can, you can take so many other areas and just dump them in there and have them all in one spot so that they're all at your fingertips. It's, it's remarkable. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if you answered your question or not. But well, well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, no, I mean, I, I, that, that, I think that's actually what, what, it's exciting about what's coming out there. I mean, you, you attended summit. I mean, there's a lot of things we were probably in a lot of those same sessions together, um, learn about things, things that we can't talk about yet. Some of the things that yeah. have been publicly announced since we've left summit, um, like they talked about, I wasn't sure the timing of it, but there's the blog post out there about the, um, uh, the translation services and the, yes. um, the transcripting. Um, so we, I don't know the time frame, but the, uh, I think they are doing the deployment now of the being able to record the capability. So it is rolling out or it's still in preview or being rolled out. I'm not sure. I just don't, yeah. I, I don't have it. Uh, there was a bit of a discussion about that a little bit earlier this morning that I, that I listened in on and uh, they really don't have a time frame except they're going to try to get something done this year. For right. What I'm but, understanding. But it's exciting. summer. Yeah, and how exciting that'll be, though, to um, be able to go in and, you know, you conclude a meeting, you've recorded it, you know, via Teams, that it automatically it leverages the stream technology, does the transcription, so it's saved down locally, so it's tagged to your channel to the team, to where it was, it's got other metadata, like who's involved, uh, you know, but you can then immediately go and search on that meeting, and, mm -hmm. and arguably, like, go and queue up to the point in the recording to where that was discussed. So you could go jump in and see what you missed. Yeah. Um, and then you have the, then the translation services around that. So you could even, uh, if they're going to, which I'm sure they are just like the Skype translator stuff that's been out there for a couple of years has been very exciting to see that development. Um, so that you can actually have people that don't speak English that can join in and have those meetings in real time translating to their native language. Yeah, that's, it's, 
It's pretty it's, cool it's stuff. Yeah. And you can see then pretty much why I'm so hot and bothered about it because it's just the, the way that that, get, that improves collaboration between people and between businesses and between people in different countries. And oh, I, it's hard not to just sit there and foam at the mouth, really. Yeah. I, do you, so, I mean, do you have anything that you would say would be like your request, things that you think are missing from that? Um, you know, kind of where, what well, are you, the gaps? The biggest thing is to have the multiple windows or arrangements uh, because, well, for example, I've got uh, the team that I've set up for the place that I work for. I kind of pretty well have to keep that one open all day long, which then gives me a problem with I want to go check on the Collab 365 team, which means I have to log out of one and log into the other. Right. Uh, this, this, if they could just get that part fixed, I would be utterly delighted. Um, they've and they're and they're working on that too because when I first got involved with it, uh, OneNote, for example, you could you could open up a nice tab with OneNote, but it was a OneNote that was just in one place. You couldn't go grab your meeting agenda or uh, somebody else's uh, or, or stuff that you've recorded for some other organization that you're working on and have that at your fingertips. You had to open that in a separate window. Well, lo and behold, a month or two ago, presto, now you can open up any any OneNote notebook that you want in on a tab any tab yep. and yep. have that you can have multiple tabs going in so they are they're they're doing some serious work on the back end to get this thing whipped into some really great shape right and well, i am just so excited to hear what new announcements they're going to be making i kind of watched for that every day what did they add today so i can go play with yeah well that's why it's uh yeah every time i see those uh the the the, uh, the announcements that come out just the service announcements and and so occasionally you find some things buried within there that's that's actually a question i get a lot from uh, from members of the community uh, attendees to events is they say you know how do you keep up on everything and i'm like look i have my methods i mean how do you stay up to date <laughs> That's a really good question, and uh, it's just like you. I kind of play catch up most of the time because there are just so many places. You've got the the various Microsoft forums. You've got uh, you've got a number of folks who hang out on Twitter. Another number of folks that hang out on Facebook. You have Yammer. You've got all of the various Microsoft channels. Trying to keep with up with those is really really difficult. And, in my case, it's a three or four windows open at the same time and trying to pay attention to all of them. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tell people that it's like there's, a, there's always a, there's a few different folks that you can go and follow that seem to do a good job of focusing and, and staying in tune with like one channel. I mean, so you have uh, Daryl Webster and, uh, and uh, um, uh, do that running and, and he and uh, um, Daniel, sorry, just, uh, Daniel Glenn. Uh, but that run there regarding 365 uh, and they do, they go through and talk about on a weekly basis, at least a weekly basis, all the mm -hmm. service announcements that have come out and new features. That's one way. The other one is I tell people is like, you have to subscribe to the office blog because that's where the news breaks of where Microsoft is trying to push that, that information. And then the third yeah. thing would be to go and follow certain communities over in Microsoft tech community. Because that, that's yeah. where, when Microsoft makes an announcement out of the, the blog, that's where they are going to push discussion is over into the tech community. And then, of yeah, course, from there, it goes all over the place to yeah, depending on what it is. Yeah. 
yeah, that tech community is, is a nice uh, a nice new thing that they've come up with. That's been what uh, what six months or so that they've had that. No, no, no it's, it's been, been out longer than that. But what's it's interesting is that they they had um, pretty broad adoption uh, in in certain um, product areas over in the Yammer communities, and the Yammer just wasn't scaling. It did give them some of the capability they needed. They needed the anonymous access and a bunch of other things that just like a, having a forum that's out there. So they then yeah. went and launched the, you know, there's a little bit of controversy because it's not Microsoft technology. They went and built this community on non-Microsoft owned tech, but mm -hmm. it gave them the features that they, they wanted. And, and so they finally now have surpassed the number of members that they had over in those Yammer communities. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's, it's doing really well, but I think it's, 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 uh, I always tell people, you know, the, the office blog is number one, follow that to tech community, follow certain things, and then also leverage the uh, um, uh, user voice when you have that feedback. Yes. Those three things, that's mm -hmm. like the, you know, the, the trinity that you need to pay attention to um, of what's coming. And if you want to stay on top of kind of the latest discussion, it's in those three places. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing, of course, that you can do is uh, you can involve, get involved in the insider programs for both Windows and particularly the one for Office. That uh, that gets you the latest and greatest. And there's some neat features that they've put in there, too. For example, there's a backstage reporting feature available in Outlook. Uh, you got an Outlook problem, it crashes. You, you actually have a support feature where you can click a button and tell what it is that was happening, the crash, that you had or whatever problem may have come up. Uh, the backstage feature collects uh, a number of various logs and so forth. And when you send that off, it goes right to Microsoft support, you know, Outlook support, and uh, gets you instant, pretty much instant feedback on the problem. Uh, I've uh, used this a couple of times with, uh, with their later releases to, to report bugs, and uh, that feature works out really nice. So if you've got uh, people who are into playing with that sort of stuff, you get them involved with the insider programs. You get the, not only the latest bits, but you got a way to talk back and, and, and work with Microsoft to solve problems. That is a neat feature they've added. Yeah, you know, they are really pushing to expand that program too. That's a great point. Anybody wants to, that really wants to be on the cutting edge of what's happening that's coming out of Microsoft, you need to go join these insider programs and, and it, it, I mean, the ask of course of participating is so you're providing that feedback. You're utilizing, you're utilizing these things, but to be like on the fast ring of deployment to see the, you know, the bits, get them first to make sure your tenant is on the front line. Um, it's, it's, it's a good and a bad thing when you're dog fooding. That means that you're on the front line of problems things that don't work out as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so you just have to be prepared for that. Um, and uh, I mean, I'm at the, the point where I'm thinking about moving back over to that side of things because there's just so much that's coming out. Um, the danger was always that, you know, uh, as a Microsoft employee and a number of times where I've been on these early previews where it's taken down my system, it's taken down my, you know, I'm, I, it, it stopped me from getting other work done. And that's what Hyper-V fixes. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that, that doesn't happen as, as, as often now, but it's a, you know, so it's, you've got to you know, kind of take that with a you know, grain of salt, you know, participating in those, those kinds of programs. But I mean, they're an excellent way just to, to be in 
up to date on what's coming and um, and the s state of these new features when they go yeah. live to the general. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, Hal, I, mean, I really appreciate your time today. How can people really want to find out about what you do? Like, where can they find you online? What's the best way to reach it? Reach you? Uh, the best way to find would actually be the answers community. Uh, that's where I spend most of my time answering questions. Uh, I'm available on Facebook um, as Hal Hostetler. I'm available on uh, Twitter as at TV Wizard. I worked 34 years for a television station and was pretty good engineer, so <laughs> TV Wizard seemed to fit pretty nicely. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, um, and it, it, I'm really not that hard to find. And if you want to ask a question, I got hopefully an answer for you. I, and if I don't have an answer, I'll go find something, because if you've got the question that I can't answer, that gets under my skin, and then I want to know. Yeah. I would say across the board, MVPs in general are always happy to get questions and, and answer things. I mean, I, like, I, I'm sure you do the same thing. If I don't know the answer, you know, if I can't go and find this thing, I, I likely know someone who does know the answer, and I'm happy to make referrals that way as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You get that problem solved one way and learn something in the process. That's even more important. And that's, I learn everything daily. I maintain the right, steadfast right to learn any, something new from anybody at any time. Yep. And uh, that, has, that has kept me in good stead. Yeah, that has been one of the huge benefits of being not just part of the, the program, because honestly, I'd, I do the same stuff if, even if I weren't an MVP. Uh, yeah. But it, it, you know, it is a great way to continually be learning is to, you know, it, just... Uh, People come with questions like, I don't know, let, let me, I'm going to find out and go track that down. So that's actually a blog post that I'm going to push out later tonight is oh, cool. was a customer question at an event. I'm like, I don't know. And I was frustrated with this customer that we weren't able to find it in the online documentation. I went, took it to Microsoft and got an answer. It was incorrect. And then went back to Microsoft, pointed out low look, and then we got a more full, more complete answer which is what I'm going to blog about. And I have permission to blog about it, so it's good. So Good. Excellent. Yeah. But, uh, well, Hal, it's, it's great uh, meeting you, and, and uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll get to uh, talk again soon. But otherwise, uh, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. You too, and y'all take care of it.